Okay, well, like, I'll, pro I'll, I'll cut in after we've stopped saying all those mean things about all those uh, people we know personally. And then we'll just say the show has started because this well, is the show. Has the show. I assume the show we'll, has we'll, well, well, I assume we'll have included all the information, all of the helpful boning down information. I think people will want to know our feelings on that matter. Yeah, our, our mastered techniques. Because when you, when you see Jack and Mando, you think, wow, those guys, they know what they're doing. They do have their technique. I have my technique down in the same way that someone who just got their end plates removed does. You know, mm. um, it's like I've just about figured out after 34 years how all the apparatuses kind of work. And I can usually make them go yeah. most of the time. I know how, to, how hard to push on the thing. I know where the stick needs to be most of the time. Yeah. But if you throw me an environmental curveball, like on icy metaphorical icy road or something like that, I yes. don't know what to do. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's true. Or you're standing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right, well, I mean, I guess many of the same principles apply, but oh, I'm really figuring this out for the first time. It's it is it is uh, sex is like uh, is absolutely like driving in that um, uh, a lot of fat sweaty guys who drive vans are better at it than you. So. <laughs> <laughs> you <know? laughs> I did have that like realization that like there's so they're, like everyone thinks they're a better than average driver. And actually, it's basically true if you include people who don't drive that most people who drive are better than average because you can't drive at all. Um, well, then you see like the levels of it. Like even like I, I did pick out van drivers for a reason. It's like they're just brilliant at it. They're <laughs> they, so good. And yeah. and it's and granted they're professional drivers, so they should be. But like it's like and then there's like people who are just then there's actual like race car drivers who again wouldn't even be the best race car who are they're insanely good at cars and making them do things um, and there's such a gap between you and even someone who drives for just their job like taxi driver or van driver particularly someone who drives a big thing yeah and like, how how am i allowed on the road when it's clearly very possible to be that much better than i am Why is yeah. the minimum standard? i wouldn't i wouldn't be allowed to play in the nfl if i was that much worse than the guys who play in the nfl no, no, you wouldn't. And I think everyone shouldn't be allowed to. <laughs> Therefore, the not everyone is, should be allowed to drive. Yeah, no, well, I mean, it's there's you put you if it came out now, if someone invented the car, I mean, no one would drive them. There would not be, we wouldn't be like, oh yeah, well, just everyone can drive those. <laughs> like, have you ever met someone who's truly failed to learn how to drive? Yeah, yeah, there's a couple of women in my family. I mean, what? Oh. <laughs> no. Uh, like, completely, like, tried it and given up and just couldn't do like, it. Like, never got their license. I know a bunch of people that don't have their license, but I don't know too many people who've tried and don't. I mean, tried I do know... Tried and don't, yeah. I do know a couple, but they're, like, you're talking about people who started when they were 40, you know? Yes, okay. I figure, I figure, I figure, unless you've got, like, a... Unless you got like dyspraxia or some sort of spatial awareness thing, I think if you start when you're like twenty, I and, and you apply yourself because I can I know that you can just like take like keep taking lesson after lesson and then never practicing and never learn. That's mm. possible. But I think if you start young enough and apply yourself, and you don't have anything yeah. wrong like physically with you, I think almost everyone can. I don't think it's that hard. I I I I, I agree. Which is which is fucking nuts. And yet it is that hard. Like, 
there's a lot of people who can drive but who shouldn't be like you know, you're driving on the road and you're just like and someone does something and, and you're just looking at them going you actually have just demonstrated like they should take your car off you now <laughs> like, you know, like, like you know fucking uh, like the 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 the, the three lane cross three lane merge with no indicator at like full speed with one hand on the wheel and the phone at the ear it's like i don't care if you're in, in some technically measurable way brilliant at this they should take that car off you now and you should never have another one <laughs> that's the end of it for you um so i don't know no we'd never because I, I was thinking about it looking at a motorbike i was like if someone invented a motorbike now you'd be like okay that's a cool fun like extreme sport thing but they're not going to be on the road um, yeah 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 it's like it's like when you see um like one of those open top dune buggies that someone yeah. decided to drive around town you're like that's surely not surely no one saw this and was like that's what i'll use it for this purpose yeah, i don't buy and yeah but i'm like and then i just got me started thinking you really wouldn't drive a car like you i don't think they'd let people operate those if they were if you could they came in now and it's like currently no one dies in car accidents and granted we have quite low car accidents in this country they're in the like sub 200s every year we were like currently no one dies doing this and if we give these to everyone 200 people will die uh, what, what about that you know you would never do it uh, and it would probably be a big loss to humanity i suppose but 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 think how quickly you can get to galway that's true. There's another. There's a lot of other negatives with it too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of other problems. But I suppose it's not as if well, because we're also thinking about like a car coming in in our in our current with our current other transport options. Like, oh well, well, well why would we could just get the bus? Well, I don't know that we'd have got to the bus probably yeah, yeah, if we yeah. had. Like, what about the train? Okay, well, trains are. I get maybe. <laughs> And it's not like getting there. Well, I mean, they did have trains before they had cars. And maybe, like, for the most part, we'd have been better off with... Just today. trains and bicycles? I mean, I don't know. I mean, for within a city, I mean, it's like... The bicycle is so much quicker than driving anywhere within Dublin. Yeah. Like, it's... If I were to... At rush hour, if I were to drive to work, I could easily be an hour and a half. And it is half an hour on the bike. Like, it is three times faster. That is... That is wild. And yet the odd time I will be so lazy <laughs> just like I would rather sit in traffic for three times the amount of time than in any way move my body at this time of the morning. <laughs> you know? But that's, you know, that's obviously a worse option that we take because of pure laziness. So I don't know. I do not know. Mm. Um, on the agenda this week, nothing, you pigs. We're I've, recording... I've... I have one. Oh, yeah. thing, I have one oh, thing that I that I want to tell, that, I, that I actually want to tell you, Manus. Oh, good. That's actually something I want to show you, which is going to be great for the podcast. But I just assume okay. No one's listening. That is your dick's been out the whole time, so I know it's not that. Well, I am in a robe. Is in a robe. Like, this is something I want to show. Yeah, you're not getting the visual here with me. You know, this is my first wrestling championship. Oh, that's cute. Look at that. I won a belt. Well done. Well done indeed. Look at this. What, what, what belt is it? It's the hardcore belt. Ah. <laughs> because when you think tough guy, you think me. That is what I think. And um, who did you defeat to win that, Mr. Tough Man? The Session Mop Martina. You beat the, you beat the Session Mop Martina, who is a, a lady wrestler. 
She is. The term lady may not actually apply to the session, Mark, but like still. <laughs> yep. Ah. Well, well, well done on your, on your congratulations. Um, Thanks, Madness. Well Look how done. well it looks on me. Yeah, it looks great. <laughs> it looks wonderful on you. I never know what it's like. Like congratulating you now feels really stupid. Whereas if you congr- if I congratulate that, like, like if you're an actor and you get a part, like I'd congratulate you when you got the part. So when whatever, when the booker said you're winning it, I would congratulate. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, congratulate me weeks ago. <laughs> be like coming in to like Keanu Reeves after the Matrix and be like, "Well done, you kicked Asian Smith's ass, man." But I congratulate oh. you on the faith uh, uh, that the whoever, whatever lunatic books that show. The Phoenix uh, Rasslin, yes, he is a lunatic. Yes, yeah, yes. I, I was, I was putting you to carry this. Is it 24-7 rules for that? Uh, it's not, no. Um, Do the people in... of Pier Street know that when they see you carrying it? Oh, well, I've, I've worn it around the town yeah. since getting it. So do they know it's not 24-7? Have you been fending off knacker attacks? I have, but to, see, it's not, it's not, it's not any more knacker attacks than you'd usually expect around Pier Street. So I think I think the belt actually hasn't uh, you don't think it's actually contributing to it at all. Yeah. I think it's actually balancing itself out that it's scaring away the weaker knackers and it's attracting the slightly more ambitious ones. Um, but it all kind of comes out. That's not what you want. That's the opposite of what you want. I'd rather, <laughs> uh, I'd rather deal with fewer, more challenging attacks. <laughs> I suppose, I suppose. It's the thousand ducks or ten horses argument, you know? Yeah, it's it's a tough one. And there are both of those in the locality. Yeah. You know, out of the frying pan into the fire. True. Uh, fun fact about when uh, there's a little superstition in wrestling where you don't, you're not supposed to touch a belt or it means you'll never win it. Um. So you don't really interact with belts a huge amount. This one in particular, I'd never touch because I was like, oh, I might actually win that one at one point. Uh, so it means the first time you touch it is actually when after your match, when you're in the ring and the referee hands it to you. And I was like, oh, this is significantly heavier than I was expecting. It's absolutely enormous making, and I'm absolutely tiny and it makes me look yet smaller by comparison. That's a, that's a, a more, that's a better looking belt than many of the belts. I, I think it's probably, it's one of the best looking belts in the country. Like it actually looks like a, a fairly legit. Uh, okay, now why is there a French flag on it? Uh, see, most people think that's an Italian flag, uh, but it is in fact an Irish flag. Oh, see, the art that it would be an Irish flag would make sense, but it isn't, though. You're like looking that, at it mirrored on Zoom. I'm not concerning myself. I, I, I grant you that that's true. Well, that, that's when you put it that way, it's a Hungarian flag. No, no, it, <laughs> it's, it, it's the colors, aren't the colors of the Irish flag? Is the... they're, they're quite dark. Uh, and I would say it definitely looks green in person. I would say that the orange. That's red, right? That's a red. Looks color. questionable. I will be defending that that is orange until the day I die, but I may also, uh, you know, I, 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 I'll hear the arguments the other, the other way. Is that a recent tradition in wrestling that you don't touch a belt? Because there's a bunch of there's a bunch of stuff that like you hear about now that like you're only kind of hearing about in the last ten years, and you're almost like, oh, because like there's loads of times when, like. It's like the the only setup for a title match will be a guy picking up the other person's belt and going, yeah, yeah, I'm touching it now. Yeah, you know, that's a good uh, point, actually. Um, like I can't imagine. I can imagine having it in kayfabe, but I can't. Like just given the given the 
general disdain that it was at least trendy for I don't know whether they really had this but it was it's a weird thing the belts used to mean more if you won them but as a wrestler you cared far less because it was way more like that's oh, fucking just wait I've got to carry around now you know yeah. <laughs> whereas yeah. now I mean every everyone knows that it's predetermined and yet you kind of feel I don't know if it's I don't know if it's true because I've not been around wrestlers that much you have where it's like you do feel like it's a bit of an achievement to have been given the you know a belt of some description it is because it's a faith-based business and if someone puts a belt in it means they have faith in you that they are going to they have invested in you they feel like that investment is going to continue and that ultimately you're going to do well for them it's like getting a promotion in a job you know as my, my point I suppose is is that was that may still that may well still be true but it's far less true now than it was in the past. And yet the reactions are inverse. You know, like uh, you would you, you, you would have been considered in, in 1980 or 1990 even. I mean, I guess possibly with the exception of the NWA belt itself. I think you were expected at least, well, at least in public to comport yourself with a degree of I give a shit about this belt. And I yeah. think some of the guys did. I mean, certainly, you know, Ric Flair, Harley Race, you know, uh, Jack Briscoe, those guys did. Um, but then they were, but they were also kind of made fun of. Like it was, no one made fun of Harley Race to his face. <laughs> but, yeah. but, you know, you would have sort of been made fun of as kind of being a mark for yourself, um, you know, for caring about the, 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 the prop belt, even though it was less of a prop then than it's, it, you know, the, it, it, because there was, I don't know if it was a like, I don't know that by 1990 anyone bar simpletons thought it was real, but there was more em like more emphasis during the show of the audience letting themselves think it's real, you know. And, yeah, and so yeah. you, you, you were willing you were willing to engage with the thing for what it pretended to be, not what it was. You were very much a part of it sincerely. Yeah, yeah. And there was, even you would hear it, I mean, I would hear it as like when I was a, a child. And again, it wasn't from like the smartest people in the world, but they weren't like the mouth breeding droolers that you would imagine would be saying such things. Mm -hmm. People going like, yeah, obviously like it's fake, but like the champion's the champion, you know, like if you like, you know, that like those in the title match, you know, it's real. And I guess when you're a kid, that kind of makes a bit of sense because sometimes if there's going to be blood in a match, it'll be a title match that that'll happen yeah. in. And like, generally speaking, at the top of the card, not always, but like, you you know, you've got your more serious workers and that kind of stuff. So I could see if you're if you're a child and you're watching like, you know, Scotty Tuhati and Rikishi in one match and then in the next one you're watching like Stone Cold, you know, it's like, okay, I, I that one might be real, you know? <laughs> So I wonder, maybe you, maybe you could make that a, a research project for yourself, finding out is the touching a belt thing I, a you know what? thing? I only heard, yeah, maybe it's maybe it's even like just an Irish thing. I have it could that. be. Yeah. Well, it's, these things, I mean, it doesn't, look, I mean, if, if it's something's a tradition for 10 years, then anyone involved, it's all I've ever known. So it's, it might, yeah, well, it might as well be 100 years at that point, like. Um, I just I'm just trying to imagine like Ricky Morton in 1987 uh, with, with like okay he'd already won these belts by that time but like looking at the the Midwestern Tag Team Championship or something and being like oh can't touch that now because I might you know I might, I might yeah. and the, like the locker room being like fuck off Ricky fuck you off know? God God damn Ricky Morton 
but there is like it is it is funny to and i want i just i guess you'd really have to ask someone who has who's gone away and will come back because it's funny to even watch like i still occasionally get on uh on like my facebook feed i don't really use facebook but i do use messenger so i log into facebook to to, to yeah. use messenger to talk to you guys like the the du players feed will come up and like they they've really integrated into their branding that um that stuffed tiger that got left in front of house. Yeah. Uh, it was a prize for carnival night in 2011, which was a fundraiser for one of the fresher shows. And it was just too much of a pain in the arse for whoever wanted to take home. So they left it there. So they just, it's, and it simply became the mascot. It became, yeah. And so like, they like, they like treat it like this. I don't know. It's this thing that like, yeah, it's, it's like an integral part of, of, of who we are. And you're like, that was like, Christina Matthews forgot to throw that out 10 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> but, but they, but like, it's been, that, that's a quicker turnover than you would have in wrestling, but it's like, but they've been there for at most, there's a memory of six or seven years for those yeah. guys. You know, if you include, you know, guys who they still know who were there before, so they don't know that that's not been there forever. And I bet if you asked uh, someone who was around when Kieran Amelia put up the giant southwest facing arrow on the window, just to be like, "We're here, we're in here," yeah, and then we like the the next couple of years, people took that and made it part of the branding. You know, the, it's probably still on some of the branding, just the arrow. It doesn't, you know, yeah. Um, I think I think he literally put that up as a joke because someone was like, uh, there, there had been an article in one of the new, one of the college newspapers being like, ah, oh, they're really clicky and they don't really want anyone to join and who even knows where they are and all of those things were true because they were really clicky and they didn't want anyone to join. Yeah. But still, <laughs> in, in reaction, like, they who told you big. who broke who broke the rules and told you we were clicky? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I get it. There's nothing wrong. Nothing wrong with London to be a little bit fucking clicky. But uh, I presume the criticism was, well, you're getting all of that. But um, you get, the, I think people think they get more money than they do, but they, but so that's not always true, but they do get the use of um, like wonderful facilities. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so that really, as much as you'd really like to be like, oh, wouldn't this be fun if it was like 2004 again and we could all be, you know, the, the 15 drama wankers controlling the whole thing. No, you can't. <laughs> you can't. Yeah, you, should, you shouldn't be. You can't. And it's probably I get it's the best. Fun. I get it's fun, but you can't do it. You, you, you can't be doing that. Um, so you can maybe, actually, maybe you can't find that out. Maybe that'll be one of those mysteries of wrestling. Let there be some. Let, Let there be some. Because yeah. um, you'd think you'd be like, get like trying to trick your rival into touching the belt you didn't want him to win, you know? <laughs> like, ah, dickhead, you thought you were touching my bum, but it was a belt. <laughs> I think, I think what you've exposed there, man, is a more fundamental flaw with superstitions in general. Because <laughs> yeah, then nothing happens. <laughs> nothing happens, yeah. Uh, they must have fucking, uh, 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 Alexander Dean must have fallen down in a skip full of uh, wrestling belts <laughs> at one point in his life, <laughs> given all the titles he has failed to win. <laughs> He actually worked at a belt making shop for that would explain it. That would explain it. I'm I was I was up in the air as to whether to make that joke about Alexander Dean, who probably wouldn't take it very well, or Justy, who probably would. And I was like, ah, I gotta have a set of balls. Just Justy's the main champion of Phoenix. Ah, yeah, yeah. So uh we are co we are co-champions, or we I don't think I don't think he would agree that you are co-champions. We are both. Champions <laughs> of Phoenix. That's all that matters. That is true. 
Do they, is that, a, do, would most indie promotions in Ireland have like, we have our belt and we have a hard, is like, is, would most of them have a secondary belt as well? Most of them would have a secondary belt. So Phoenix has, has a women's belt, a tag belt, the main championship belt, and then the hard knocks belt, which is what I have. Uh, OTT has its main championship, its women's championship, its gender neutral championship, and then like something called the NLW belt and its tag belt. So it has like five. Two men. They all kind of make sense on who they're on, that you've kind of got like the, the NLW belt is kind of the young boy division. It's kind of, yeah. Well, it's not really. It's, Scotty Davis has it right now. And then in Titanic, who's the promotion up north, you have a main belt and a tag belt. And then in Fight Factory, you have a main belt and a tag belt. I mean, I guess if you're running shows, I can see that you would want men's, women's, and tag. Um, you know, I mean, ideally, realistically, in a country the size of Ireland, you would rather have them be able to agree to have a champion, frankly. In Ireland? <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, that should be doable. Yeah, I mean, it's the OTT. I get that. that well, yeah, I mean, it <laughs> is, right? Um, and I know that, like, if you were to actually officially try to do it, that um, while this is not your opinion, it's my statement of fact that all promoters are whiny piss babies. And, <laughs> and that there would be politicking and arguing over, well, my guys can't get a good if you got your guy be my guy for my belt. No, our belt's the bigger belt. And that would go on forever and a day. And uh, there would just be wine and piss all over the floor. And nothing would get done. So I, I know why they don't do it. I think the two that have lineage, so the, the, the two that have the Irish Junior Heavyweight Championship has a bit of has a bit of history to it. You know, yeah, it goes back to Gotch and Hackenschmidt, doesn't it? It does. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's uh, the second and, one they were fighting about. They didn't tell you. Andre the Giant held it for three days over a over a weekend tour. Until he di- didn't he die, and then didn't um, didn't the Ballymore Bruiser slam him while he was in his coffin to actually yeah win win that title? Yeah, yeah. All you have to do is physically lie on the man's grave. Yeah, after it's that. true. And then and then and then hey, look, as long as there's a referee there, that counts. <laughs> yeah, it does count. And the, I'm sure one of those Paul Bearers or Rushers was a referee. They were all wearing shirts. You know, it was hard to do. Yeah, yeah. Perfect. Hey, they pulled him off. The fight was over. The fight was over. That's the, the fight referee. Was over. The referee pulls you off. That's a that's a ref stoppage. You won. Called it. Yep. Big I, I time. think as as stupid as that is, that'd be like, you know, that was the, if you wanted to bring in a new belt previously, you'd be like, oh yeah, we had a had a tournament in uh, where somewhere no one will go, Rio de Janeiro. We had a big tournament over there. Yeah. Wouldn't, wouldn't you know? Pat Patterson came back and he's the intercontinental champion now. You know, he beat. Uh, they say they said he beat somebody really funny, um, like Angelo Masca or somebody, somebody who just was not wrestling anymore, but they had a sort of a Spanish sounding name, so they're like, okay, yeah, you know, he beat him and he's the champion now. <laughs> so they beat, they could, they could, they, wrestling promotions in general have too many belts, in my opinion. Uh, it doesn't matter for like your, your local promotion anyway, because he, like, f- frankly, no one's. No one's going. No one's being put off because you have too many belts. It's not confusing anyone. It's just like no, yeah, they all, they all kind of make sense in their own in their own way. Well, I mean, it would get irritating if you were trying to book like weekly television or something, and you were, and, and that was the promotion that you followed, and it was like, then it would be like, okay, I can't, I can't, I can't be like it. Like AEW has far too many belts at the moment. 
They've aye, three, aye. three tag team championships. Like, granted, two of them run the same team. Three tag teams, main men's, main women's, secondary men's, secondary women's. That one Taz brought in, the FTW one, that, like, sometimes is a real belt and sometimes isn't. <laughs> um, is it... Uh, so three, yeah, three different tag teams: Triple A tag team, ROH tag team, and AEW tag team, which is, it's too many. <laughs> um, and then they variously have had like the TNA championship in there as well. They had the Triple A championship, like legitimate belts. But why you don't need them in there? <laughs> like, what do you do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're very, you're very. It's very true. It do, and it does. And then you think about it this way: if like if you have like a big show, and there's like six belts and there's eight matches, then like. Almost half the people involved are champions. Yeah. And that, and is, that ch- is too many. And it makes it harder to sell a, ch- a championship match when they're all championship matches. Yeah. Like, but again, it actually, at the indie level, doesn't matter. Because you are there. There's certain many people just there for a good time. Certain many people there because they always go. Certain many people there because it's like, yeah, because they're buddies, because they're their guy, they, the local guy they like. It's just, it's a different thing. You're not trying to, you're, it's a different thing. Yeah. You'll yeah. go to an indie show without concern. Like, it'd be, it's deadly if someone good is on and you can run a bigger building if someone really good is on. But most of the time, if you say, if you ask someone, are you coming to the wrestling this evening? they're mostly deciding if they want to see wrestling or not. Like it's, you know, do you want to yeah. go? Yeah. I, I am free. I am bored. I like wrestling. It is on. <laughs> you know, we, yeah. will, we, we will go. And if it's good, then we'll probably go again. <laughs> and if it's terrible, and if, that, if we go to them a couple of times and get really burned, frankly, indie wrestling can be pretty terrible as long as the drink isn't too expensive. And like, it's kind of, you know. Yeah. If the room go. is dark enough and the drink is cheap enough, everything's going to be great. Yeah. But I kind of preferred... I didn't. I don't say I preferred it, but there was something very much lost when OTT was gone out of the Tivoli. Well, they're 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 actually doing their next show in Dublin is in the Laughter Lounge, which yeah. may recapture some of that kind of atmosphere. It'll be it it'll be tough to do because there was the, there was just that it was regularly the same building. There was they would bring in like a guy. Most of the time, or at least some of the time, they bring and like and this this week we have X Pac or whatever. But that would yeah, be yeah, it. Yeah. But for the most part, for the regular crowd that were going, they were they were going to see the OTT regulars more than anything. Yeah, and they were very often some of them. Sometimes they were good wrestlers. Sometimes they weren't. It didn't hugely matter. And you really did feel like you were seeing something that you couldn't see, like that you were ju- you were seeing it there. Mm. To- like when they started getting much higher profile names and getting bigger crowds when they ran the stadium, at least, uh, they didn't stop doing the Tivoli because they wanted to stop it. They stopped it because they knocked it down. So they just because they blew it up. It yeah. wasn't like a, bil- a business decision to stop doing it there. But then when you were getting like the touring indie superstars and you were wa- and you were watching these awesome main events like Leo Rush, the Young Bucks, Kenny Omega, all these guys, but you also knew that like in two days' time in RevPro or whoever they were getting that show as well, basically, with a, yeah. a bit of a local flavor on the undercard, maybe. So I, I think something got kind of lost, and I don't know where we started talking about this. I think, uh, I think it was that I won a belt. Oh, yeah, you did win a belt, and congratulations to you. Uh, do you have you been challenged for a, uh, a, a defense of your title yet? I, I only won it on Friday, uh, so no. 
a whole week has almost passed. Anyone, um, anyone waiting in the wings who, who've been giving you a bit of guff? Honestly, man, I remain undisputed and I kind of beat everybody on the way here. So I might just need to start flying people in. You should probably start flying some people in, I would say. Yeah, there's certainly nobody good in Ireland that you nope. could face. I they can't think of anyone. All suck. They're all, t- they're, they're all, they're all, well, I mean, where's their belt? And don't come at me with your belt. We've just said why all your other belts are shit and this one's the good one. This we've is just the good explained one. that. We've just explained that to you. This is the and only unique belt in the country. It's the only unique, well, what do yeah, you Everyone mean? else is like, oh, it's a man's belt or it's a women's belt. It's the only hardcore belt. That's true. Although, again, it's, it's, it's indie wrestling. So a lot of the time, there are no rules in any of the <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's a low bar that we've cleared. But cleared it, we have, Manus. <laughs> you can go to a show and it's like the, 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 the first match, they'll DQ a guy for just being out of the ring for 11 and a half seconds. And then in the next one, which is not a hardcore match, they're like table spots in the middle of the ring, like yeah. chair shots. And it's like, nah, it's fine. It's just fine. And then later, they'll be like, and it's a Texas death match now. What? What was that other thing you put on? A match. That's, Just a yeah, regular it a match. match. It was a match. Our referee is exceedingly stupid. <laughs> you know, fair enough. Fair enough. Um, anyway. But yeah, anyway. Well, 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 well done. It is uh, great to see some gold around your waist. And I, Thanks, I, wish, I wish you would wear pants while you were showing it to me, but it's fine. You know, ultimately, you win the win the belt. You can wear it whatever way you like. I do have a, a lot of photo shoots that I need to now do. Could we? Well, not we. I don't want to be involved. But could there be vignettes in which you, you are going around with your pants around your ankles and the belt around your waist, going, "What? I thought it was a belt." <laughs> I, it was I a did. Belt. I did. I did consider like, would it be funny if I got if I got pants made that had belt loops the size of the belt? So it then became a functioning belt. I don't think it would become a functioning belt if you did that. I think it would become a functioning pant weight. It would start to pull them down. I think the, I think the, I think the same effect with less effort could be uh, achieved by going around and just occasionally just having photographs being taken just in your underpants, trousers around your ankles, and the belt up going, what? <laughs> It's fucking useless. Belt doesn't even work. Belt doesn't even work. Uh, so that's our one agenda item. What's up with you, man? Uh, nothing. 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 Yeah, I was planning the whole thing, but it's gone now. What was the whole thing? Oh, like I was. I had. I had the whole thing, and it's, it's gone out of my head. It was. Um, Oh, I remember what it was. It wasn't even good. It was just an, it was it was a new hypothesis that I want to put on the table for every politics student going forward. Because okay. I never I never once saw it in any analysis of anything we ever did, uh, where you they, they'd like set you up. It's like, look at South America. Why is this thing happening? Why is this thing not happening that you might expect to happen? Why is this thing happening here and not here when the sim- when the circumstances seem similar? And go. And they're like, or, or whatever, and they try and figure it out. Or like, Syria, what's going on there? Why does the Arab Spring make no sense? You spend your whole time going through that and it takes forever. And you're eventually about to chop Homer's arms off just to get them free. And then finally someone thinks to go, wait a minute, Homer, are you st- just holding on to the cans? Uh, and, and so that'd be, uh, that'd be the, the hypothesis and the, holding on to the cans in this case uh, is a metaphor for are the CIA just doing this? So, I mean, <laughs> are, we, 
just is this just American meddling? Because Have we considered that, that it was just the CIA doing it? Because we've heard times in the last like five or six years that some question that we, we used to like faff over in politics when I was in college. And there was like all of these papers written about it and it's just coming out again and again. It's like, oh yeah, well the CIA were just engineering that. That was just happening, you know, yeah. Uh, yeah, all, the, all that stuff, no, that was nonsense, you know. Uh, so when, when Manto University opens and the quality of the education will be quite poor, but uh, we, will, we will have that module. The, are you just holding on to the cans homework module? That yeah. would be, and, and tell me, is that readily available information? Can you prove that the CIA were just doing that? Or is that just the looking back um, files? The files are now sufficiently open for enough of those events. Yeah, most, yeah, most of it's like, the funny thing, whenever it comes out that like the CIA have done something or America have done something, it like comes out enough to where like it sort of satisfies people who were curious about such things, but it comes out in drabs and it comes out in drabs. And by the time it does, we're like five things on from when it's happened. So there's no sort of general consciousness that it, uh, that it ever happened. And we're not even, they never, they don't usually, sometimes they do actually just come in and go like, if you go like far enough and they're just like with that MK Ultra stuff and they're just like, oh yeah, well, we were doing that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but by then, luckily it was the eighties and no one cared. Or like, um, like at the moment it's politically sensitive to point it out, but we sort of now know that there was a much greater deal of American involvement in I hesitate to say because it's like one of those true things that it's just not the time to say it's like there was a lot more american involvement in the orange revolution in ukraine in 2014 i think it was 2014 yeah. I, I i remember studying that as a like an emerging phenomenon when it was happening and there was all of this we were going through all of this stuff like all these hypotheses as to why this was happening or why it didn't happen before and all, all those things that i just mentioned and just to see how we're doing a lot, a lot of heavy lifting. <laughs> you know, we, you don't want to bring it up now because it's like I think a lot of dickheads are bringing that up now as if to justify anything that's currently happening, which I don't think it does. Yes. Um. So I don't think that's gonna have its day in the sun anytime soon as a as a as an understood phenomenon. And in any case, figuring that out now, it's like it's not. If you want your subject or discipline to be taken in any way seriously as the science that you claim so hard that it is, shouldn't it predict something ever? Yeah. And, it, and it never does. We yeah. never get anything right at the time. It's always an exercise in going back and going, well, yes, of course, and, if we didn't, and pretending like we knew, and we never did. Um, and a lot of the time that is accomplished by just sort of being quiet for a few years and going, no one could have possibly known that. No one couldn't have possibly known. And then, you know, and then everyone who was a political scientist before gets to keep on being one. And there's no, yeah. we've never gotten it right. They get so, to say we've adjusted the model based yeah. on new developments. Based on new developments. That, that, that's a lot of adjustments in that model. 10 years after the thing happened every time, <laughs> you shits. You know? um, so I don't know. I don't know how much that would help because you're never gonna. It's never gonna. You're, you're never gonna be able to do anything with that information. I suppose it's one. I that would probably that probably is the reason why 
some of the humming and hawing goes on. Like someone afterwards will go, well, yes, of course the hypothesis was on the table, but what were we supposed to do with that information if it was true? Yeah, or yeah, yeah. So, Which would at least be sort of honest, but I would like it to be formally acknowledged. Like you don't even have to be as politically backward as this ACIA. You can just go, is there an external actor who's just doing this for their own benefit? And then you as a, as a student can look around and go, okay, it's in Latin America. Now we've blamed the Catholic church for everything, whether it's for the lack of a revolution or whether it's for there being a revolution, Catholic Church is always thrown in as a hypothesis. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And it's like, yeah, I mean, that's a big unifying factor in much of the continent, but isn't it also very much within the global sphere of influence of America? And uh, don't we sort of know that they were involved in this coup and that coup and this coup? and that? Like, don't we need to formally put that there on the table? I don't know. And some of the less... The more honest thing might be to go, yes, of course, you're stupid for not thinking it, but what are we going to do with that information? And sometimes you get, oh, well, actually, it really kind of was in there because when we had structural factors under that heading, someone paying attention could have inferred that we did mean that, you know? Like, there's a, there's someone lot, paying attention. That's on you. <laughs> Your job was to communicate, not to insinuate. I mean, I don't know. I don't know how to make it any better. I'm just pointing out that it's crap. Like, as, as, as a discipline, shouldn't it have gone away when no one, no one predicted the fall of the Soviet Union? And I mean quite late. Like, Germany was unifying, and, and, and the political people, political scientists were going like, yeah, that, that's the end of that. That's, that there's no, no, nothing going to move on from here, you know? Um, or maybe we do have a predictive power, and the CIA is just not letting us use it. There it's a real go. good way to turn into Alex Jones if you overuse this. This is the problem. Yeah, oh, you see, yeah, yeah, you're dancing on you're dancing on a very thin knife edge here. Yeah. Um. But then, as well, though, okay, like Alex Alex Jones is a a lunatic, right? Yeah. But and I think he was bit by a by a raccoon. Uh, um, what I mean by bit by a raccoon is, at some point in his childhood, a raccoon bit. Uh, and and I know you could have inferred that from what I said. Or no, no, we've been, we've been talking a lot of metaphor, and that was the that was the CIA input yeah, of metaphor. No. At some point, little Alex, little Alexi Jones uh, was, was bitten by a raccoon when he was five, and he's always hated the bastard since. And ever since then, uh, he has been every time anything happens, he's been blaming the raccoons. He's been blaming them. He's been yeah. saying it's them. Uh, and thing is, sometimes a raccoon did it. You know, you chew through some. So sometimes, sometimes a raccoon did it. All right, and it, and then and then you go like you look back and go, well, who predicted this? And you see that in fact Alex Jones did. And if you take it entirely out of context, it's like, wow, that was highly unlikely to have been the case. And he predicted it from way out, and it was a raccoon. He said a raccoon was going to do it. And then you look back and you realize, well, he always says that. He's he it's says like it's the biggest thing. He says it's a raccoon no matter what happens. So, yeah, granted, at that point, you have to go back and go, okay, Alex, your predictive power is based on the fact that you hate raccoons and you think they're bastards and therefore they did everything. Replace CIA, replace whatever group with raccoon that you want um, there. But uh, what, you, what you have to then, well, yes, you can disregard Alex Jones or at least put him to the side because he always thinks it's a raccoon. He always thinks it's a conspiracy. He always thinks it's whatever. So I don't have to just go to him for everything predictive. In fact, you probably never should, because he's always going to say it's a raccoon. He's always going to say raccoons. 
But if you keep having problems and like of, of every 10, four of them, there's raccoon involvement, right? And you go like, fuck me, that idiot shouldn't be right that often. We, we need to do something about these fucking raccoons, man. Yeah. You know, doesn't mean I have to listen to him. But... Independent of his nonsense, raccoons are out here biting people. So, so, yeah. so can you just clarify which race you're talking about, Manus, that oh, you do yeah. believe does need to have be, be, be dealt with? Yeah, it's the, it's the whites. It's the damn I'm afraid. Whites. I'm afraid. Look, it's been coming for a while. I'm tired of dancing around the issue. It's, yeah. Four out of six times, I thought it would be more. It's the whites. It's the whites? Yeah. It's, it's just, more often than not, it's the whites. We scurry up a tree afterwards, and nobody takes the person seriously who blames the whites. But yeah. it, 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 it is us. But look at the evidence. The evidence is there. It's, um, it's, it's these cracker-ass crackers. Yeah. We've been landing away with it for too long. Yeah. So I, I hope that was obvious in, in what I meant for. So this is the yeah, second lecture is going to be um, did a did a raccoon but, do it? Did a raccoon do it? Yeah. So it's like so number one, you got to rule out the CIA. Yeah. Number two, you got to rule out literal got, raccoon. Got to rule out a literal raccoon. Then, and then, you three, from, then you got to rule out white people. You got to rule out white people. And I'm I'm not saying we need to. Ha- I'm not saying we need to have white people. You know what I mean? I'm not, saying, I'm, not I, I'm not a white person persistence purist do you know what i mean like look great perfect, if we can keep but we're not but we're not in a perfect world man yeah, great <laughs> if we can keep great if we can keep them but like you can't we can't knock it you can't have it off the table if they're just you don't have to kill the ones we have but i don't know that we need to be making a bunch more of them no know? no i think we're at i think i think we're at a nice amount now we yeah. could we could tolerate a bit of a taper down and just see how that feels i think there's going to be there's going to be a churn there's gonna be attrition. Yeah. You know? Look, but that's the oh, boom and bust cycle that us white people know and love. It's the boom. It's the boom and bust cycle. It's uh, it's uh, it's very. We, we do love it because it is great at, at killing off vast swathes of poor people when they when we accidentally make enough food for them to be too many of them. We hate when that happens. So we like to have a bust cycle to go in there. One final note. Last week we 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 noted that. Uh, suddenly in corporate culture and in sports everyone says the word peace 5,000 times every five minutes uh, and it's and it's quite and we, really said, and we really said our peace on that we did it was a really good saying piece I was I, I was reading the Irish Times today I had a quote from I was going to say Leo Varadkar but it wasn't him it was the other uh, uh, leader in blue uh, Leo Cullen Leo Sayers and, it was Leo Sayer, yeah um, who's well, fair enough he, he needs to be listened to on this thing and he was talking about Leinster over in South Africa, and the quote is, "Yeah, it's it's a real humidity piece." Uh, yeah, you know the the, the training over there. And like, oh, what are you? What? Uh, what are it's you a real humidity piece. That's what it is. So, so what you mean, Leo? Is it's humid, right? <laughs> That's what we used to say when That's that was incredible. I wonder if sport mightn't be driving it. I used to think that sport imported these things from corporate BS. I think it's starting to cross-pollinate the other way because I hear Brian O'Driscoll say these words and then six months later, it's in the office. So like he'll be like, knowledge turned to IP in Brian O'Driscoll's lexicon way before it did in HR. My, my, my gut says that it's more likely that sports people would come up with something silly 
and that business people want to be more like sports people. The, the jo- jo- jock sniffing business people want to be like sports people. It's true. Yeah. 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 I don't, I don't <laughs> think that the, the sports guys are spending so much time around business people. Probably not. You're probably, you're probably, you're probably right. There's way more. Like, That's one yeah. way traffic of observation is what I'm saying. <laughs> no, knowledge actually became two things. Knowledge became learnings and IP. It became both. <laughs> The knowledge was, base, of course. The knowledge base, well, the, w- w- from which we take our learnings. Yes. Um, what about our, really, but what about insights? Insights. That's funny enough. The, 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 I think maybe sometimes the real bullshit corporate speak is brought in to like grandfather in the old stuff. Like, for example, human resources, HR in my work is no longer called HR. It's called the people team, right? Yes. Okay. That's ridiculous. That's a silly thing to call it. HR was fine. Why did why couldn't we keep calling it HR? But what you forget is that HR was a bullshit thing to call what I yeah. presume used to be Human called like, resources. <laughs> you know, they're the first person to chance that one. Like, we'll never get them to say human resources instead of like staffing or personnel or whatever it used to be called. <laughs> I heard I heard I heard human capital during that transition as well. Human yeah. capital. Yeah, you yeah, you, you, you almost got almost got there. And like sticking human in front of something is dangerous because it's like it, it, sometimes it turns it into a businessy sending thing. Sometimes it turns it into a three person long centipede, you know, mm. which you don't want. Yeah. 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 That's true. A cultural moment of time that we'll never get back. Yeah. Would we could have been to... writing, I mean, we could have been writing symphonies. And actually, if you read some of Wagner's early stuff, a lot of it was to do with that, you know. Was to do with HR. It really, really human, was. With human, it's human centipedes. Yeah. Stravinsky's Human Firebird is one of my all-time favorites. Yeah, it's it's a good it's a good one. Thunder Cooper Falkenberg. Yeah. All right. Uh, we didn't really drink a beer. Jack drank a Heineken. He enjoyed it immensely. Yeah, I, I did. I had actually less than one Heineken. I only it halfway through it because, God, you know what? You don't need a you don't need a drink at all. No, well, no, you do. You just need less than one. You just need, <laughs> just need a little bit of drink. That's the, that's the thing. That it is. My, my problem with having with having my problem with having one drink because I've gotten quite good now at having one and stopping or having two and stopping. But what it does though is then I like congratulate myself. Like the next day, I'll be like, oh, I did great yesterday. Just stopping after one, didn't better, I? Better have six or eight of these. <laughs> probably earned. I've probably earned one this <laughs> evening too. You know. <laughs> So, uh, I don't know. It's all a minefield. It's all a minefield. Uh, all right, that's it. I don't have anything else to say. I ran out of things to say minutes ago, in fact. You might even say... The running out of things to say, but the persistence in talking, you know, it's, it's a real confidence piece. It's a confidence piece. The people who stayed after we had our little glitch in the recording and came back to finish the raccoon piece, I think they're going to be like, yeah, yeah, glad, yeah. glad they did that. They had they'd have gotten through the humidity piece, no problem. Yeah, yeah, they would. All right, well, that really only gives us one thing to choose to, uh, one piece to choose to. Um, uh, to do a leaper. To do a leaper. Where Gav is right now. Yeah, don't we miss him? Not half as much as the listener, but hey, <laughs> we do. We do. Uh, this is and hey, if you're complaining about this, this is for you. Yeah. Wherever you are, who is like tuning in on a Thursday. 
who's like, uh, you, you will get annoyed. And there's a few, I hear DMs from a few of you when, when the show doesn't come up. And I appreciate each and every one of you. But this is for you. Yeah, <laughs> do this for you. Manus and Hard Knocks champion Jack, do this Hard- for you. We the I we that we will we have to pray as a society that Jack loses that belt soon because he will be insisting on his full moniker for the duration. Yeah. So I actually frankly hope that you get a knock on the door uh, soon between Mart- with Martina with a referee in tow who's going to enforce the twenty four seven rule and yeah. just get pinned and we don't have to hear about it again. But until then, uh, we'll cheers to the new Hard Knocks champion for Phoenix Wrestling, Jack Toner. Jay, Jay, booty, money, man. Arse man, Jay. I've forgotten what your gimmick is, but still. Arse man, Jay. Arse man, Jay. Hey! Heard I'd consider it. Good enough. Splice in some reaction shots of me and shove it on the air.